everyone, and welcome to the Movie Shed Podcast. I'm, of course, your cinema-loving, shed-dwelling host, Mike. Oh, History Channel. I've already talked about the Sci-Fi Channel, and I alluded a lot to the History Channel, didn't I? What made me do it? Well, I'm not saying it was aliens. But it was aliens. What was the fact that History Channel is bug nutty? It's nuttier than squirrel poop. Just a fact. You see, back in the day, when uh, I first, when I got my first uh, direct, uh, I'm not going to mention them, uh, satellite set-top box. That's better. When I got my first satellite provider, I'm not going to mention the names, but sent to my TV quite directly shows. Yeah, that's... That'll get them. Uh, and I got it predominantly because there were a number of channels that I was really fascinated with. You know, things like Discovery and, of course, the History Channel. You might have guessed I'm a bit of a nerd. And because of that, I'm actually a huge, huge uh, history buff. I'm an amateur historian, really. And I really enjoy history. And the idea of an entire channel dedicated to history seemed right up my alley. Easy purchase decision. And I watched it, and yeah, it had a lot of history stuff. And then I'm noticing every so often... A lot of shows talking about conspiratorial stuff. Who built the pyramids? Was it the Egyptians or was it dun-dun-dun aliens? To me, sitting on the couch, it was dun-dun-dun the Egyptians. So, yeah, I, I ended up watching those shows not because I liked them, but because I loved to make fun of them. It's like the the one kid in your class who thinks he knows everything about everything, but really doesn't know jack shit. And it's so easy to make fun of that guy. And that's really how I looked at these shows on History Channel. I figured, yeah, they're they're pandering to some tiny minority crowd, but whatever. And I just watch the history stuff. But as time went on, the history stuff began to slowly fade, and lots of reality shows. I mean, by the time I ditched the satellite dish, they had things like Larry the Cable Guy Only in America and Ice Road Truckers. And as well as even more, of the dun-dun-dun, it was aliens conspiracy theories. Honestly, I felt a bit cheated, a little gypped. I'm paying for history and I'm getting garbage. I wasn't exactly thrilled with all of this, so... When the, the slide continued, I cancelled canceled the subscription and said, screw it, I don't need it. And that was the end of that. 
I haven't really bothered to check in on the History Channel much. Every now and again, it's like, I'll check in to see just how bad the patient is. And I've noticed that the patient has gone terminal, and there's no going back. So, I'm not going back to that guy. But, whatever happened to it? Well, the problem is, at the very beginning, at the outset of the start of the History Channel, its conception, if you will, it was a bit... Mm, muddled might be a good way to describe it. You see, the people in charge of the History Channel never really had a solid grasp of where the channel was going, or what the channel should do, or even what the channel should be. And it's because of this uncertainty and dithering that's ultimately what led to the rise of reality TV shows and I'm not saying it was aliens, but it was aliens shows. Yeah. You see, History Channel, when they started out, they had a thought about, hey, why don't we go and highlight shows, you know, in a historical context. Show things about uh, World War One, World War Two, the various wars in the U.S., world history, uh, U.S. history, regional histories, that sort of thing. But there was always that fear that it would be dull. Well, clearly, if you actually watched the really good and riveting documentaries, Ken Burns' The Civil War, perhaps any of the World War II documentaries, of which I have many, you would find that they're actually quite good. And it's not as if you could you would only have to stick with that. You could have done the historical uh, period films, things like Waterloo. I know they actually did uh, during, I think it was Fleet Week. They did Tora, Tora, Tora. And that is a fantastic film. Way better than Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor was a turd. Tora, Tora, Tora is a fantastic film. But um, they never did that because they always felt that history was one of those things that was kind of yawn-worthy. It isn't, especially not when it's done correctly, done well. And it can be done well. Again, look at Ken Burns. I mean, the guy made his success on doing this kind of stuff. And they focused, they had a lot of Ken Burns on there initially. And then after a while, it's just like, whatever. And they thought, ooh, we had this great idea. Why don't we intersperse the dull, boring history stuff with really interesting stuff with conspiracy theories and alternate theories? Crap. It was crap. And then, of course, being the clout chasers, well, not clout chasers, the audience chasers that they are, they desperately try to garner additional audience members by digging into the reality TV pit, which worked out so well for MTV. Music television. Pfft. Hasn't, been a mu- hasn't been music television in years. It was nothing but pumping out a whole bunch of crappy reality shows. 
MTV could have still been something worthwhile, but nope. And History Channel wasn't anything worthwhile to start with, unfortunately. And it was because of that unfortunateness that uh, led to its path of obscurity. It's not dead, at least not yet. I'm sure it will be at some point. There's only so much crap you can you can put out on the airwaves until it's no longer worthwhile. But it's so it it's no longer a channel that people are actively searching out when they go if they're forced to go with say um, a satellite or a cable provider. They're far more likely to go and get uh, cable or satellite because of. I don't know, Bear Grylls. And Bear Grylls, he's... All that crap is fake. So I don't know. Uh, what made the History Channel crap is... Well, the History Channel. That's what made it crap. Not the channel itself, the people in charge. The people in charge of the History Channel is what made it crap because they had no idea what direction they needed to go in. They had no idea what, where they've been, where they were, or where they were going. And instead, decided to chase fads. They chased fads as hard as they could, all in an attempt to garner additional audiences. And it didn't work. I mean, there was a time when Larry the Cable Guy as a stand-up comic drew huge, huge crowds. But his shtick gets tired quick. And you put him in this mildly amusing, I suppose, situation of going across America to these various things and continuing that shtick really gets old. I do mean old. Ice Road Truckers, that's mildly interesting for some. And then, for a very brief period, driving slowly on a sem- in a semi on an icy road in Alaska. Okay. The ice is cracking. Ooh. The truck could fall, could fall in, so the person is going to have to bail out. Okay, well, they're at least able to bail out. I think that was one of the differences when it came to um, came to things because you had ice road truckers in which the danger was it was there, but it's like they have a film crew with vehicles that follow them. They're not alone. They're not in real danger. Not like the oh, what was the um, the ones of the, uh, there was it was on Discovery Channel. Deadliest Catch. The difference between say Deadliest Catch and Ice Road Truckers is that Ice Road Truckers takes place on land, and there's support vehicles that are following the camera crew. That are filming the truckers. So if the trucker has something bad happen, they're able to get help, because help is right there. Deadliest Catch, on the other hand, the camera crew was on the same boat as the Crabbers. 
And so if something happened to the boat, it happened to the camera crew too. There was no instant rescue available. It was, you hit the water, you better have a survival suit, and even then, chances of survival are nil. So, welcome aboard. That was the difference. I don't know. It's There was nothing about History Channel last time I looked at it that made it compelling or worth paying money to see it. And that's the whole thing about these channels, isn't it? Is that it needs to be compelling. But honestly, when it comes to like my previous satellite provider, it was filler. And that's all it is. And I think that's all it will ever be anymore. Is that it will simply be filler. Something to fill out the various uh, bundle packages for channels on the various levels that you can pay for as a subscription fee. It's there on the basic. It's there at the mid-tier. It's there at the premium. Because it's filler. The provider knows it's filler. It's not interesting enough on its own to warrant it being a tier higher but not a tier lower. And that's sadly the case. Yep. What made History Channel crap? Honestly, I'm wondering if this is not some diabolical plan from the executives at the beginning that this will keep them in business perpetually forever. Hey, we're a channel that is filler, so they can never get rid of us. They can if something slightly better comes along. Okay. We'll see. Though, that's the thing with uh, these kinds of providers. As soon as you cease to fill a function, even as filler, they'll ditch you real quick. And right now, satellite and cable providers are kind of scrambling a bit since all these streaming services exist. The only reason that they're not really hurting right now is because in this country, here in the U.S., uh, high-speed internet is still abysmal or non-existent in a large number, large areas of places. Perhaps, as time moves along and various initiatives go along, to bring high-speed internet even to the most rural of us Americans. For now, satellite and cable is still the way to go. Uh, who knows? Maybe cha- maybe History Channel, as filler at least, has another, what, 10, 15 years left in it. Heaven help us. Well, that's going to be it for me for today. So it's time to close up the old shed, but I will see y'all next time.